Monday motivation. Start your week off flying high. Monday motivation. It's your time to rise and shine. Okay, so I have my sister here. She went to art school in Brazil and she is one of my great inspirations for some of my books. And she's such a great inspiration for some of my life conquers. She always shared those stories to me that really resemble in my heart that it's like, guys, I gotta share this with you. So we're having breakfast. She came here to visit. Uh, we're having breakfast and she's telling me this story of her when she was in college and all of a sudden I'm like, stop, let's go record this and share with our friends because it's so remarkable. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> So good. And I wanted you creative minds to hear this because this is going to this is going to change your outlook how you see things. Go ahead. So when you were in school you were absolutely broke. I was broke. I started school my dad never had the condition to pay my school and uh, I was blessed to get into a art school in Sao Paulo that was one of the top schools uh, in Sao Paulo for graphic design, visual communication. And that's something I really want to do in life. And I start studying there and my dad paid for the first three months of school and he lost his job on top of that. And we could not pay. So I went to the office and I said, I don't want to stop studying, like, I really want to continue and I don't know how. Do you have some scholarship? And the lady said, no, not at this point, but uh, we know at the office, at the museum, because inside the school there was a museum uh, for the arts and all. Um, so I said, they are... Uh, they need an internship person there to help out. Mm -hmm. If you go and talk to them, uh, you can get some scholarship towards, right? And I said, oh, that's great. So I run to the office, talk to the secretary and explain my situation. And she said, sure. So I started working part-time there. But, um, and then I have a 50% scholarship, something like that. So we struggled, you know, to get the other part of the tuition to be paid. But also the thing is, uh, because this was a school art, we have lots of art projects, like we have to do metal sculpture and wood sculptures, and wow. um, we have a technical uh, design where you learn to to draw plants and the structures. And, uh, and what I was telling you is that... Um, we need some very specific and expensive materials to do the course. Uh, and the kids there, they all like really wrote family and oh, it was so embarrassing because they come with all the equipment, the best of it. And, and I didn't have anything, but okay. And, um, and, and there was this specific class that we need some uh, pens that use a black ink, a special black ink that uh, we call in Portuguese nanquim. Uh, so was, and the pens was like it's different numbers because the ink, when you are putting in a paper, the ink was really thin or thicker and thicker, depending on the size of the pen. 
So there was a set like 0, 2, 0, 4, 0, 6, 0, 8, and 1. So we have to have all the pens to do the project. So what happened, I, I talked to some friends there at school who were also broken. We didn't have money. So we put our money together and we got a set for us. So we did the whole classes with the same set of pen between wow. the three of us. Wow. And we always did the, the, the work together, together, the project. We sit down on, on the school and, oh, yeah. I need a zero two. Oh, here it is. I need a zero four. Here it is. And we did the project together. It was like that my whole schooling because I had to work all day to get the the scholarship. And then I started studying at night. But still there was the cost for all the materials I need. And the cost for leaving too, right? Yeah. And then it was rough. Like, thank God I had people who helped me. The secretary of uh, the school there helped me. And she saw my struggle. And uh, there was a time that uh, I didn't have money for food. I was working all day without eating anything. And uh, at night, went to school. And I was blessed that this secretary girl, she had an ankle, had an empty little bedroom apartment. And he let me be there, living there for free, pretty much. Wow. So I, I went to the apartment at night and I didn't have any food, but uh, I, I bought some breads. Like in Brazil, we, we have the bakeries. So I bought a little, some breads because it was like 20, 20 cents, cents. Yeah. You know, for yeah. one loaf of bread. So I bought two breads and brought home and then I uh, put in the oven and, and yeah. you know, make toast. And that yeah. was my supper, like toast with, uh, yeah. with tea. Because right. also tea, right? It tea was cheap. Dollar, yeah. A box of tea. So that was my food for the whole week. Like, you know, so so it was hard. But I had that go. I want to do my schooling. I want to finish my college. I love what I did. And no matter what, I was determined to finish and to go through. And you did. You know, and I was talking on the day with the girl. You know, and it's okay you do. Like, it's hard, but you have to push through. Because you see the future, right? You want to do something for you. You want to grow. And you want to do something better. And that's why motivate me. Have a dream and you see the dream you will have at the end of your life. So, Raquel. Raquel is my adopted sister. She is one of the persons that encourages me to love art. Like I said, you guys will see all the stories in a book. I promise you that. You will see those stories in a book, but it's remarkable to know that when you want something, you go through struggling, but you still find a way to share with other people Mm -hmm. in that situation. But I think that that develops you stronger for different situations you see different you see you look for resources in a different way if you had a everything in your hand you might just get used to that yeah that's you true. know now, i think when you lack something you always look look for something else and then you you move yourself to really do and to conquer what you need and yeah. to conquer your dreams 
you know, and you cannot give up. And you have to have that dream set in your mind. Like, I have really a mindset, I will finish my school because I love it, and I will get a job, and I will, you know, do what I love. Yeah, you did, and you did. Now, a few years has passed, you had a dream to go to a different country and live a life in a different country. How long you have been in Canada? I'm in Canada for 24 years now. And you went through some very hard time at the beginning. Yes. Uh, took me seven years to get a visa to go to Canada. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot that part of the story. <laughs> that that part of the story. That, was... that is just an intense drama movie right there. <laughs> if Ho- Hollywood needs a story to sell in the movie theater, here we go, Hollywood. We got you. I'm telling you. So share, share that story with us. <laughs> Share the story with us about after you finish school, then what? Uh, I worked for many years uh, in some advertising agencies in Brazil, and but oh, life there was hard, and you work, 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 and uh, you, you have don't get never anywhere. Anything. Yeah, you you cannot have a car, you cannot have a house. Yeah, uh, like uh, it's one struggle after the other between the political corruption and the inflation and the financial crisis in the country all the time and the violence too where I lived in Sao Paulo was really violent like you see robbery all the time in the streets and I myself got mugged with a gun in my face three times at least oh you did so um, that was really discouraging and I got depressed and tired tired of fighting and I said I need to do something else and happens that I had an aunt living in Canada and she said come and visit and I started praying about and uh, but for many years I tried to get a visa I tried to go as a tourist and was denied and as an immigrant and as a teacher and as a babysitter and wow. as an immigrant again yeah. and yeah. a visitor it's... again. Like, I try so many times. I have to pretend I lost my passport three times. Yeah. So and you always had to pay again. Always pay, make all the paperwork. Like at the consulate, they have a file, huge for me because all the time I try something like go as a teacher. So I have to print all my certificates as a teacher and oh my all the courses I did towards the kids. And oh my gosh. So it was a huge ordeal. Um, and I could never go after seven years. And then I was in a position in my life that I won't tell you because it, uh, it doesn't matter, but uh, it's more personal that that's okay. I don't have to tell you, but I was in a position in my life where I pray really hard to God and I said, God, you have to do something. If you don't move and if you don't take me away from here, it will be bad. Like, I will do something wrong, you know. And um, I was really, I pray really with my heart open. And I heard the voice of God in my heart say, go to Canada. Again, and you're like, oh my gosh, after seven years. Exactly. Like, so many times. And for seven years, I was trying. Uh And 
And that voice is a kind of a voice, right? Like in my heart, like go to Canada. And I'm sure it was not my mind telling me, like, because I wouldn't think that. And I stopped and I said, are you serious, God? Like, after everything I try, like, and that voice again, go to Canada. And I said, oh, man. So I said, to, you know, okay, if you are telling me to go, I guess I will try again. And you have to do the thing. Like, you know, I am out of my my trying time. Right, like, I don't right. know what else to do. So I even spoke with my sister and I said, my other sister, and I said, um, God told me to go to Canada. Can you go to the consulate, try to get a visa? And my sister like, are you kidding me? How many times do you have to have the door in your face? So, you know, to not, to stop doing that. No. And I said, no, I really think God sent me. And she said, okay, if you want to, I'll go with you. That's okay. So off we went, brought my passport. And all the times I was there, I had to like fill out so many applications and bring yeah. so many paperwork Proof. and proofs and yeah. to support what I was going to do. And this time I just fill, fill out one page that says my address, when am I going, where am I coming back, and what am I going to do there. And that one single piece of paper I fill out, I put there. At, in the afternoon they released the passports and I went there to pick it up and they gave me six months of visitor visa. And I was thrilled, I couldn't believe, and I said, wow, like, God really opened the door. If he really opened the door, everything else will be fine, right? He will make a way for everything else. So I quit my job. I sold my Volkswagen Beetle 1963, and the price of the car was exactly the price of the ticket. Wow. And what color is, was your car? I don't remember. It was a little beige. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was really cute. Um, so I went and I went to Canada with $800 in my pocket, one address to be for one month, and off I went. And then was history, right? A lot of things happened. And 24 years later, I'm there. I'm married. 24 now. years later! That yeah. is a Hollywood story! <laughs> So now I have a husband, a wow. Canadian guy, and I have a daughter, 19 years old. Beautiful. That's the best thing in my life. And life goes on. Have you a little backyard that is so beautiful? Full of squirrels. Yes, you love them. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. By the way, I got to show you the book. I just finished saying, uh, uh, correcting editing a book. It's called Counting Your Blessings. And this book coming up, fall time, hopefully this year, is a story based in a story that my sister, the person that we are talking together, um, she told me this story when I got to the United States. And so many times you have encouraged me with your stories. It helped me keep move on. Because I knew if she went through what she went through in Canada and she survived, that I could go through it too and I would survive. Yeah. And it's so sweet because... You know, when we leave countries, we don't have a lot of family coming no. and visiting or being part of your life. And this makes me cry. But throughout my journey in the United States, which is 15 years now, she all, Raquel, my sister Raquel, always came to visit me. And this time she came for the grand open of our store. She was there to witness 
that big accomplish that we had. She was there when I had my baby shower. She was there when we had um, the, wedding. the wedding, you know. It means a lot to me. I'm so grateful. And her stories to me is a representation of persistence and drive. And and I see her, you know, she she's living in Canada now for 24 years. That's my dream. Yeah. It, it comes you, true. You had 70 years of closing door, but you didn't give up. Yes. You, you did it and you became a Canadian. Yes. And now you're living your dream. Your stories are remarkable. Your art story. And now you are an artist. You work, you yes. know. Um, and you support me so very much with your art. So God knows everything works together for those that love the Lord. Amen. You know, you help so many people. You do so much with your art. But anyway, I just want to say to you guys, if you feel like you don't have any materials to draw or you are going hungry <laughs> in school and you don't have any food. Remember me. <laughs> remember. Remember Raquel. She is alive and well today. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Raquel, for being in Mother Motivation. Do you listen to Mother Motivation? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She listens. She even sings the song, Julie. <laughs> She remembers the song, the money motivation. Anyway, I am so happy that you are here with us and hope you guys be blessed by this conversation. Happy Monday. Bye, guys.